This was an unexpected possibility. That doesn't sound ominous at all. Mistakes were made. Holy fuck! That was diabolical! Alright, Comis! Welcome back to the Honeycomb Hideout. I am your host, your Simp Master Thirst King, Joe Kane. And with me as always, my co-pilot, co-conspirator, uh, I'm, there's all these other things I can say, but you know what, We're, I'm just going to leave it at those two. I'm code out. <laughs> the, the scientist supreme, Christine Kitchens. When you paused, I thought you had actually just forgotten my name for a moment. And I was like, God damn, it has been a long day for you, Joe. Uh, <laughs> I'm also yes. working very hard to uh, lean back as I as I laugh so I don't spike us out. So I'm doing my best, but I make no promises. Uh, it's all a learning. It's all a learning curve. That's all it is. And with us today is another another homie, a Comey. Member of the Maginos Workshop, Irvin Johnson of Shining Otaku. What's up, everybody? How y'all feeling today? Tired. <laughs> Joe, I gave you very specific instructions for introducing Irvin, and you just blew them off. Oh, I think I know what you were going to say. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, I did. I, yes. I know exactly what you were going to say. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, I was talking with Trey last night, and he was telling me you hadn't noticed that little name change for two weeks. Yeah, I didn't know. I'm like, I had no idea. I'm, like, I'm thinking I'm in, in the safe. I'm like, okay, everybody else has these names. I'm like, all right, cool. You know, and I'm like, what? Even with six arms, I'm like, what? <laughs> for, for context, um, yes, of course, Imagine's Workshop has a group chat. Um, we kind of need one. But uh, it, I, I can't remember how it happened, but all of a sudden, the fact that everyone has nicknames technically, and I think it is pertaining to the Honeycomb Hideout, Christine decided to give multiple members of Imagine's Workshop nicknames in our group chat. And apparently, Irvin did not re- n- notice his until yesterday. Until <laughs> <Hell> yesterday. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that was done like two, three weeks ago. It was, it was, because it was exactly, uh, it happened when I was in my last meeting with Mark and Jay. <laughs> and uh, they were telling me about uh, what a Casanova that Irvin apparently is. No. And oh, he'd be going damn. on dates seven di- days a week. Yeah. Oh, yeah. damn. <laughs> Uh oh, not at all. You know, it has not been like that. But, uh, you know. Hey, hey, ain't nothing wrong with spitting some games. But you know? although I, I do have some good fuel for you for Che uh, though, if you uh-oh. want some revenge. Oh yes, I definitely uh-oh. do. Uh, so <laughs> Che and I were meeting yesterday because we are working on the new cover art for the combined Imaginos Plus Ultra. Uh-huh. Uh, compendium where we're just going to bind up all of our Imaginos Plus issues. And uh, Che and I were sort of shooting the breeze while we were waiting for Mark to get on. Mm-hmm. And on my Facebook profile, as uh, you all know by now, is I, I during my daylight hours, I work as a scientist. Mm-hmm. And there's a picture on my Facebook profile where I'm like in a lab coat and some gloves, something like that. And Che was talking to me <laughs> and had seen this picture. And he asked me, he's like, oh, are you cosplaying as Dexter's Laboratory? <laughs> oh, no. Why would you do that? <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, no, oh, Jay, yeah. 
I do that for a living. And he was really embarrassed. He's like, I don't really know what the hell I was thinking when I asked that question. (laughs) But it was amazing. I have never had somebody look at me and be like, oh, you're cosplaying, right? (laughs) Can you imagine if like you went to a hospital and like somebody's like operating like the doctor and and, you know you're like, oh, you know, like how long have you you when'd you graduate? Like, oh no, I'm just cosplaying. Playing like, or Jay would be like, "That's a great cosplay, man. You're doing good." Wow, <laughs> that's that's priceless. Oh my oh god, my that god. was so good. I was almost in tears from laughing so hard. I had it. It, it, it had just never happened to me before. <laughs> <laughs> man, I that would almost be offensive if it wasn't so goddamn funny. <laughs> I know. I think to his credit, he was pretty mortified. Oh, like gosh. I think he thought he defended me, and I really was just laughing so hard because. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we we all suffer that. I mean, I will be the first one to admit, I thought Nick was Mexican when I first <laughs> met him. What? Dude! How, though? Sorry! I did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my yeah. gosh. Oh, yeah. And Nick tosses that story out every now and again. I just, I just thought he, I thought he was Mexican. I legitimately did until, like, a month later. It was like, wait a minute, what's your last name? Amadi. Oh, oh my God! That that is that is a very not Mexican last name, dude. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh my God! You want to know something funny though? So Uh-oh. my uh, best friend in college, um, he's born in the states, mm. but his family comes from India. Mm. Um, but at, we were going to college in North Carolina, and uh, he got a girlfriend who mm. was this white girl who was like from the country. Oh and no! And I'm kind of convinced had maybe not seen any non-white person before mm. and i uh, really thought that my friend saprit who looks very indian mm. was black wow <laughs> it's kind of amazing is this girl serious but uh yeah so apparently these things happen i mean there are some very dark-skinned uh you know indians and uh um asian but you know asian the thing descents. is this, he wasn't he really? wasn't. Hold on, hold on. Actually, uh, you know, keep talking because I'm about to pull up a picture oh, so you oh, understand okay. what I'm dealing with here. All right, all right. But um, but yeah, no, honestly, when it comes down to it, you really can't identify someone's background, culture, ethnic heritage just by looks. There's enough been enough mixing and mingling at this point that there, like, unless someone is directly on the continent. There, there's at least a 50% chance there's something else. And even then, like, a lot of areas are very mixed now. Mm, okay, I see. Oh, oh, wait a minute. She thought he was black. Correct. No, I wouldn't have thought that at all. No, no, no. No, yes, she I was, was very confused. I was uh, Mexican, yes. I was going to say that. <laughs> that I, I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> I see that. So see, clearly I have a leading advantage because there's a very big, booming Latinx population Mm. down in North Carolina. So Mm. like, never in a million years would Mm. I have looked at Nick or Mm. at my friend Sapreet and been like, ah, Mexican. (laughs) You know, funny thing is, I used to think that, or when I first met Nico, Mm. you know, I thought that his um, like um, religious background was Mm. uh, Muslim because his his actual name is Habora. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. So it sounded to me that sounded like a name that was like you know kind of. I know, honestly, he kind of carries himself like a like a lot of Muslim men that I've met. I never, I, I assumed that Habora was um kind of like how 
Nick has like what Imaginos Pete on there. I thought that's mm-hmm. what was Nico's thing. Oh no, that's his I actual never name. knew that is his actual name. Wow, we're learning the, all the, kinds of things the today. The shit we're learning today. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> and we haven't even gotten to the topic yet. I know. Yeah. What, what are we here to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> we we are here to discuss something that honestly, I can't believe we haven't talked about before. I mean, I'm really genuinely surprised that it hasn't come up before because to one extent or another, everybody in Imaginos at least partakes in some form of anime, manga, or non-American cultural uh, media. (laughs) And the thing of it, but the thing of it is, though, there's been such an explosion in um, the anime and manga sphere here, especially here in the, do we count as the West or are we the East? I'm trying to remember. We are Compared Western to Japan. world, I think. Okay. okay. I mean, it really, I guess it depends on what direction you start walking in, but <laughs> I believe we are generally considered the Western world. Okay. Sure. Um, but yeah, like over what? Over here. <laughs> um, it, it, it blew up. I mean, the 2000s like, were really, it, it kind of, you know, like started, it was like a little, little trickle, you know, little things here and there. Then all of a sudden, like 2005 onward, it's just like, is everywhere and um of course we uh, we were getting all the you know the cheap easy to easy to move over stuff <laughs> we didn't start getting the quality stuff until like 2012 i want to say like 2012 2013 um yeah and just but in even but in all that time you have you know all these different things coming you got you know dragon ball was one of the huge ones but then you get like bleach Naruto, now One Piece. God damn, One Piece. <laughs> Thousand fucking episodes, yo. Ah, still going strong. It's a little sickening, honestly. <laughs> I mean, mad respect to the creator because the manga is longer, <laughs> but still. <laughs> um, but anyway, back on topic. <laughs> Existential crisis averted. The um, but you know. With it being so, with anime and manga being so popular and you know setting so many trends, especially with online discourse, it's bound to yield some negatives as well as positives. And you can you can view that in any form of you know pop culture, fan base, you know fandom, all that. But I one thing, but I wanted to talk a little bit about like some things you've noticed, you know, as you know, we are all individuals with you know. Some degree of, you know, experience within anime and manga culture. What are some some things you've noticed that have changed in the modern world because of anime and manga culture? That's hard to say. It's a a deeper question than you'd think, but Uh, there are definitely things there. I think body pillows are a lot more popular (laughs) because of it. (laughs) Oh, the Dakimakura. And cosplay has been, you know. Really oh, 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 yeah. I, I, I mean, hell, there's a term. There's only a term because of the fact that anime, and because people dress like anime manga characters so much. Like, people have always dressed like, you know, superheroes and American, car- mm. you know, comics and cartoon characters. But it didn't get a term until anime cons blew up. You know, that kind of, that's actually a really good point is... Mm-hmm. I, I didn't even consider the fact that, you know, I would be very interested to see, like, when cosplay started being a thing. Mm. But, like, I can't imagine any con mm. or cosplay where, like, 
mm-hmm. anime and manga are not like prominently mm-hmm. featured. Yep. And uh, not even to take into account video games, but you know, that's even a whole you got like JP- JRPGs then. Oh like, yeah, you oh know, yeah, absolutely. Like... Yeah, definitely. And but that, that's the, like cosplay. Like, I mean, that's a great example because it wasn't like I said, it wasn't until those in the anime cons that it even got a term. That's nuts. Back in my day, we just <laughs> dressed up in a costume. That's what they called but, it. Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much, and that—that's God damn it! <laughs> Stop reminding me how old I am. Shit. <laughs> but um, I, I would say one of the things, like I mean, aside from Dakimakuras and cosplay, <laughs> um, probably the thing I've noticed most was the 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 hug sign people. The what? Oh, that's right. You weren't big on the con scene until fairly recently. Correct. Yeah. See, I even kind of uh, consider myself to be kind of a newer con. Oh, in, okay. a, in a way. Okay. Because okay. I've only been going to cons like probably in the past like 10 years. God. You know, damn somewhere it, in there, maybe give or take a little bit in there. But like when I was in high school, mm-hmm. even though I was super into, you know, like mm-hmm. anime, manga, even when I was a little kid, you know, uh-huh. into it, I never went to a con, you know? Mm. And it's funny, like, I actually, in a weird way, and it's weird that I can actually say this, but as much as I loved it and I was a diehard fan, I kind of uh-huh. like turned my nose up at going to a con when I was like maybe like in high school, which doesn't match up because I'm like, I wanted mm-hmm. to go to Japan. I wanted to go mm-hmm. do all these things, but uh-huh. wasn't really invested in going to a mm-hmm. con at the time. Irvin, I am both disappointed in you and goddamn you for making me feel like the oldest motherfucker in the room, despite how true that is. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay. So, to educate, yeah, there was a time during the late 2000s, early 2010s, where um, motherfuckers at anime cons would actually carry free hug signs. And um, that shit didn't start coming up until until anime really started hitting its stride. And quite frankly, it's just it was the beginning of a unfortunate, you know, creep factor trend in a lot of conventions see this is one of those mm. moments where i wish that jeff was here mm-hmm. thanks for not showing up jeff but Ooh, you know put him right on blast i am God absolutely damn. gonna put him on blast uh shots I'm, fired shots fired mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so it would have been very interesting because it's it's almost kind of like you're talking about Irvin. Mm-hmm. that for me i feel like i don't have a really good concept of of how impactful mm. that anime and manga have been because mm. I haven't really known the alternate state, right? Because mm. it's like, I don't know about y'all, but even when I was growing up and like when I, mm. even as far back as when I can start remembering things, mm. like Toonami was a thing. You know, like Card <laughs> Capture Sakura's was on there. You're watching your Pokemon, mm. you know, which is just its whole own thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. In and of itself. It, you, you almost forget that Pokemon is, you know... Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a, it's Japanese in origin, yeah. right? But yeah. but it's so deeply integrated to me, I think, mm-hmm. into American culture that yeah. it it feels very normal, you know. Yeah. So it's kind of hard to imagine what like, it would be like without it. It's just always been there, right? Exactly. Yeah. You know what's funny though? Mm-hmm. Like when it comes to Pokemon specifically, you mm-hmm. know, and I, and I love Pokemon. Oh, you know, and everyone in this room does. <laughs> yeah. And of course, it is. Um, you know, obviously, you know, comes from Japan. It's anime oh, and oh, everything, yeah. but. Mm-hmm. I never really consider Pokemon my real like push to want to 
mm. like actually get into more anime. Mm. I actually always say like I guess Dragon Ball to me took mm. more of my my uh anime virginity if you wanted to say that. No, that's what yeah. no, I see that. I see mm-hmm. that cuz I feel like oh, yeah. that is much more of a gateway to what I would expect, you know, your standard anime or manga to mm. be like than Pokemon in a weird way because yeah. you have like you have those action scenes, you have serious world building where Pokemon mm-hmm. it's like we caught this we caught this creature and we're going to do it again and again yeah. and again. It's <laughs> Pokemon is closer to Voltron. It exists. I mean, all anime exists to sell things, mm-hmm. but oh, most anime. I I I don't want the ota- the auteur otaku out there to uh, to you know burn us down. But you know, there are a lot of you know stored you know stories and manga and anime that are that don't exist to sell products, of course. But like Pokemon is definitely on that range of it only exists. To sell products. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's like like the mouse, man. It's there. It's the electric mouse. (laughs) Literally. But, you know, unfortunately, (laughs) as much as I love it, like, Dragon Ball's even gotten that way. Oh, oh, hell yeah. Like, literally, like, I'm like, it's funny. I rewatched the original Dragon Mm. Ball. Not Mm -hmm. Z, but, like, Ball, like, this year, right? So many people haven't. Yeah, and I haven't haven't seen it since I was, like, a kid. Mm -hmm. So I go ahead and I look through it, and I'm like... Wow, like they actually really used to get creative with the mm-hmm. way that they would have them beat opponents. Now oh, it's yeah. just power up, power up, power. It's really we're gonna have new toys, like oh, mm-hmm. new, new hair color, new train. And yep. I'm like, don't get me wrong, I will say this: I'm gonna, this is gonna be a big contradiction. <laughs> like they do that, what they know they can get us because it's like I still love it. I'm not oh, gonna oh, lie; yeah. like I still am. Like you know what? I love seeing them get a power up. I love seeing it. It's like. You're mm-hmm. the only anime I'll let you just do whatever the heck you want to do, <laughs> you know, and I'll still watch you. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of Dragon Ball superhero, super superhero, I am pumped for that shit. Oh yeah, I am so I can't wait to see that goddamn Me movie. Too. But you know, outside of that, but yeah, no, like Dragon Ball, absolutely um, is one of those series where it started out very pure and basic because, well, let's be honest, Akira Toriyama is a he was a comedy mangaka. He started out just doing funny shit. Mm-hmm. And he kind of did the martial arts as kind of like a way of breaking form. You know, he didn't just want to do Dr. Slump, but with a Journey to the West twist, he wanted to try doing something different. So he introduced, you know, the the, the martial arts aspect into Dragon Ball, you know, Master Roshi, Krillin, and the World Martial Arts Tournament, you know, as a way of, you know, changing changing up his, uh, you know, his formula. And then, you know... As it got more popular and, and uh, he started making more money, yeah, that became the formula. <laughs> and unfortunately, he didn't even get to do as much funny shit because it became about all the all the fighting. And we, I am going to fall out of this Dragon Ball hole because goddamn, <laughs> it is so easy to fall into. Urban, it turns out this is actually going to be a podcast <laughs> talking about. Uh, <laughs> the life and history of the uh, Dragon Ball. <laughs> but you know what? Oh, like, what did that, it for me after Dragon Ball? I didn't uh-huh. say this is like oh, yeah. Inuyasha. Inuyasha. Yes. Inuyasha like, is big time. Big time. I remember renting the movies from Family Video. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all can have Inuyasha. <gasps> oh, no. What? But the fan fiction, my dude. You know Which I am not the, connected with that community at the all. Bastard child of all anime and manga. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, on behalf of all Inuyasha fans, right? <laughs> you mean to tell me you don't when you hear Bokutachiwa? <laughs> hey, it had a dope soundtrack, but 
Oh my god, it's like but fucking I'm simple sorry, and clean no. with uh, like Kingdom Hearts, man. Like, how yeah. are you immediately not just like? Oh yeah, but that's the thing. I I liked I liked some of the characters. I couldn't stand the. Maybe it's because of the of the fact that Cartoon Network played the same third twenty to thirty episodes over and over again. But eventually, that show, and especially the BS between Inuyasha and Kagome. I just got, I was tired. First off, we're all tired. here for Sashomaru, really. Really, this, in my heart, that is what this entire oh, no. show oh, was no. about. So let's oh, no. give me more exposure. Fuck to... that petty ass pretty boy. I love that pretty boy. You can have that pretty boy. So I don't want to. fiction growing up. Like, <laughs> growing up, definitely not now. <laughs> no, no I, I just, I just could not. Give, I, I, I tried to give it as many shots as I could. I could not get into Inuyasha. The main character was annoying as shit. I could not deal with Kag- Kagome. And, like, the supporting characters were more interesting to me. But I just, I, I just, ultimately, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't deal with it. I, I just, I, I'm not a fan. Well, you know, <laughs> I, I'm curious. I know, I have a feeling what your answer is going to be. <laughs> so I'm going to ignore you for the moment. Uh, I'm wow, curious. like every other woman in my life. Congratulations. Oh, that's okay. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so would you say, is there any Western cartoon that you feel like had the same emotional impact on you, you know, mm. growing up or even now as some of these animes like DBZ and mm. like Inuyasha? Because I know I'm actually just sitting here now and I can list off all of these different animes I watched, you know, growing mm. up. Like, I remember Wolf's Reign and all that good stuff. And mm. I, I feel like when I think of Western cartoons, there are ones that I enjoyed, but there weren't any that I can even think of right now that had, like, a very deep core memory-forming experience for me. And I was wondering if you could think of any Western cartoons that had done that for you. Mm. See... I think DC had a lot of good anime mm, series. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not going to throw Teen Titans in that mix just because <laughs> I feel like it's going down the anime rabbit hole. I mean, let's be honest, Teen Titans was it's, basically it's, an anime. It's, it, it started the uh, the American anime boom. It, it started it. Let's be let's be real. Like it started the fusion, as one might say. Uh, oh, I was about to say I was. Oh, I, so you're talking more like. Um, because you said it's called what is it mangaka when it's written by, um. So the the term for like a manga uh, artist or whatever the Japanese term they'll say is like you know mangaka, but it's basically manga artist, manga writer. It's mm-hmm. the same thing. It's just yeah the the, the originator of whoever's the source material of the source material. Correct. Mm-hmm. Right. So that is because because I thought I've heard you use a term before to talk about somebody like you know, one of us who, if we were to make a manga, that mm. there is a different name for that because it's not actually Japanese oh, origin. Oh, 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 yeah, manga. Oh, yeah, okay. 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 Yeah, it, so th- that's more what you're talking about oh, when oh, you're oh, talking oh, about the fusion because I was going to say, how are you going to say Teen Titans started it when, like, Sailor Moon was a well, thing? Well, like, no, no, Sailor Moon is a proper anime. I know some people. That's the thing. Some people probably wonder, like, oh, yeah, they may not remember if they, if, in case you haven't listened to, like, one of the previous broadcasts, it stands mm. for original English language manga. It used to be kind of like a bad term, but, mm. you know, it's, it's, it's been reappropriated. Oh, I see. So it's like, <laughs> in some people's mind, it was like the straight to video equivalent of manga. Like, honestly, okay. yeah, that's a pretty apt analogy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Legit. So you're, mm. 
so in terms of kind of how you mm. wanted to discuss this topic today, mm. you're thinking more in terms, mm. maybe not necessarily <laughs> pure mm. anime manga, but it, how it has actually shifted and had spinoffs in American culture. Actually, it's kind of all under that umbrella. Okay, cool, cool. Because cool. I mentioned because I'm the way the reason why I mentioned it with Teen Titans is because of the fact that yes, that, that show the the show is absolutely manga and anime influenced. Like the original one. And Teen Titans Go is, I'm not sure what is the influence for Teen Titans Go. I think it is still anime manga, but there's a whole other level to it that I'm just like, you know what? This is for somebody. It's not me, but it's for somebody. Yeah, Teen Titans Go makes me mad. I feel like Teen Titans, um, Boondocks, and then Avatar. Oh, Boondocks! Boondocks is absolutely... A, uh, pr- a product of that as well. Absolutely. Yeah, they all like kind of like fall in that same like category. Oh, mm. oh yeah. No, definitely. But but yeah, I, I'm, I'm more looking at this from the standpoint of positives, negatives, but you know, just how it's influenced both creators in terms of the type of content that's created, but also the fan base. Because there is some shit that goes down in the fan bases that God Damn it. I'm just like, why are y'all like this? You know, and I it could be that I'm just not as balls deep in this <laughs> as you are, Joe. Mm. But honestly, I feel like when I look at anime and manga communities that mm-hmm. uh, I honestly have not had a firsthand experience of like real toxicity mm. to the level of like, say, the Star Wars fandom or something mm. like that. Like, honestly, most of the... Like, you know, so you were talking about the free hogs thing, right? Oh, Like, yeah. for me, that is a lot of my experience with anime mm-hmm. and manga is mm. everybody is running around in brightly colored wigs, and mm. we are all just having a good time, and we're here <laughs> to go to the room parties and mm. look at each other's costume and mm. tell them how awesome it is, and... That's because you know how to travel in the right circles. That's true. I guess I, uh, <laughs> I, I can find that, yeah. I don't know, but yeah. So, for me, it's always been a very, like... Mm welcoming place and Mm. it's kind of a harbor for people who in my experience are kind of into weirder things you know like we all agree that we're a little bit weird and we're nerds and you know we're just putting that on the table and it just feels very liberating (laughs) i find although that is to say i do know that you know thinking about thinking about how it can be bad like there's Mm. definitely toxicity there because Mm. you still run into the same things that Every fandom, anybody mm. who ever is a really hardcore fan of anything to, is mm. starts to get a little bit into like you know mm. whatever that mindset is when we're all cultists and members of cults where you're just mm-hmm. so like intensely like this is how it's supposed to be. Mm. Um, I know one thing that I can think of offhand is actually um, cosplaying characters who doing like gender bending or you know mixing up races. Mm. So like let's say you know. You have like I know a really big problem is when you have you know a black person mm. who cosplays as what is presented as a white character, and mm. I have a, I haven't <laughs> I obviously I am a white person, so mm. I have never like had to deal with that head mm. on, but I've like seen that unfold, mm. you know, on TikTok and other places where you know you have these you know fucking uh, what do we call those douchebags who live in their parents' basements? Neats. Neats. I didn't we had, even know there was a term for that. I didn't know that either <laughs> until I think in the last year. But yeah, you have those people who are like, this is how it's supposed to be. And, you know, 
to me, I feel like those people are intruding on what I view like anime and cosplay fandoms to be like. We're supposed to have a good time. And these fuckers show up and they're like, no, this person was a white man and you aren't supposed to cosplay it because of that. Or, you know, talking about body size. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. you might have a plus size person who is cosplaying as a character who is, you know, then Mm. and stuff like that. So I know that that kind of thing is there. And I don't know if you guys have run into that. Mm. People saying stuff like that. You know, of course, you know, I've, I've. you know, I feel like you can't be in this community and not see people oh. do that or try to. For context, NEAT stands for not in education, employment, or training. So, yeah, uh, just to, just for providing that additional context. But yes, sounds like a robot almost or something. I don't. You know. think so? But it basically it's a it's a you know Jap- okay, it's a Japanese term. Robot. <laughs> it's basically a term of for someone not contributing to society in any way other than consuming so it's effectively how that term is normally used it can also it's also sometimes applied to individuals that you know are maybe dealing with mental issues but um yeah certain aspects of society are not sensitive enough to recognize it so unfortunately it's neat is a very catch-all term yeah so it's not always just a talk otaku but yes you were saying being Mm -hmm. in this community you have you run into that Mm -hmm. I'm trying to remember what I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> Irvin is so caught up in this educational moment of learning what a neat is that he lost well, track of what no, we're like, saying. Irvin, no, but Irvin's absolutely right, though. Like, the cosplay community is just... It's, it's especially funny because they assume anime characters are white, forgetting that all anim- almost all anime take place in Japan. And this is just an interpretation of Japanese people. So it is literally cultural appropriation to assume that any anime character that is not outright speaking, like speaking English or outright stated to be not Japanese, assuming that they are not Japanese, (laughs) which is especially funny to me in a lot of ways. But at the same time, I wish it was surprising. But yeah, that's a... See that shit a lot. So, have you guys ever had any direct interactions with that kind of stuff? Because I think of everyone in here, I probably have been to the fewest cons by far. So, as far as like when you have gone mm. to a con or you know even if it's a virtual one, mm. have you had any direct runs in with sort sort of that toxic fandom? You know, mm. I don't think I really keep up with or I've really kept up with people who are like super toxic. You know. Mm. It's a good um, way to live your life. I like I've that. actually, but it's been more of the opposite for me. So I remember mm. when I was, um, you know, I would say like when I was growing up or whatever, mm. a lot of the people I'd be around, they were into anime and manga, mm. but everybody wanted to act like they didn't like it. Oh, you yeah. know, I was like the only one that would would probably mm-hmm. like have that, you know, wear that badge with like honor, I guess, and be like, yeah, yeah. I like it, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, you know, I was, I guess, I was the guy that wasn't cool for that reason. It's like because I didn't mind saying that mm-hmm. I liked it, but as I got older, it didn't start off this way. But I do mm-hmm. think I had elements even within myself that mm-hmm. I wouldn't say were quote unquote like you know like straight on weeaboo. But there were elements of things where I used to think, oh, man, Japan is, you know, and, you know, like, so amazing, mm-hmm. you know. Yep. And, you know, I want to make sure I say this because I want to make sure I don't offend anybody. You know, mm-hmm. Japan is, you know, it's, you know, it's mm-hmm. it's a cool country to visit, you know, mm-hmm. very cool or whatever, you know. And, oh, yeah. and I have a high respect for the culture. So I want to make sure I say that because mm-hmm. I don't want to come off <laughs> the wrong way in this. But 
Um, but I used to almost like glorify it a little bit too much, mm-hmm. I think. You know, in a sense where yeah. I felt like everything was just so much better over there. But I think mm-hmm. that was just a representation because a lot of the things that I enjoyed mm-hmm. um, came from Japanese culture. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and differences, and you know, not to make this about me, but oh, like mm-hmm. even for myself, like not only did, you know, like I grew up like looking at anime and manga, but mm-hmm. I mean, my dad is even like, you know, he was mm-hmm. a martial artist. Oh, so, okay. You know, it's like, okay, I had it, like, on all different fronts. That's so cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, so. Cool. So it's one of those things to where Mm -hmm. I kind of, just like a lot of other people, put it pretty high, Mm. you know, in terms of, yeah, you know, you really like it. But I think once, at least when I visited Japan, you know, Mm -hmm. as much as I enjoyed it, you know, Mm -hmm. you realize that Japan is just a place. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a place just like any other yep. place. Very nice place to visit. Very nice people there. Mm-hmm. But it is a place. Yep. And the funny thing is, I'm glad you brought that up because I was actually about to mention it too. Because, um, yeah, I actually got that, that, that you know, whole Japan glorification thing. I got that bubble burst very quickly. Um, because I, I've, actually, I've also been to Japan um, twice, actually. Once when I was about 15 years old. Um, I got to go over there for like a week. It was, you know, really great, you know, situation and all. But the second time was actually as a foreign exchange student. And that's where I really got my education. And I was only like 16, 17 years old. So it was like, not only did I get to understand that Japan is just a place that has a lot of cool shit that I like. Also, Japan kind of racist. (laughs) Racism hurts. Yeah, being a black person walking around Japan, you get to learn that shit real quick. Not quite as bad as walking around a, a exceedingly white town in the south, but you <laughs> you catch some similarities. <laughs> um, but not to no, not to you know put too not to put Japan on, on under the bus that hardcore. I mean, ultimately, Japan has a history of being an isolationist nation that reflects a lot in their culture, and there's a lot of things in their culture that are still lingering on like a lot of the youth the people oh yeah yeah there's there's some of that there so you actually bring up a very interesting point Mm. so we i know we spent a lot of the early times talking about Mm. cosplay anime and manga oh yeah yeah the western world Mm. and sort of how it shaped things here Mm -hmm. but um i'm curious do either of you guys know any members of the fan community over in japan and mm. if you do, do you have a sense for it? Is the mania quite the same? You know, I would actually, based off my experience, unfortunately, I have a lot of my contacts I've lost touch with over the years. But honestly, I would say it's if not in America, in constant in the concentrations in America, it's similar to over there. Like if you go to an anime convention. Then like where a lot of the a lot of the fan base is, you'll get a similar energy. Um, it is much less frowned upon, you know, because the thing of it is, most of these you know things are their primary exports. Whereas whereas here in uh, America, it's an you know it's, it's an import, so it's a little more niche. But I mean, like Japan literally has promote like food promotions. <laughs> I know they have full blown cafes and stuff, right? Exactly. I haven't been, but I've uh, I've seen them on the internet. You know. <laughs> like, yeah. 
So, like, I I would say that it's, like, a little more widespread, but I would not say it's any more concentrated than it is here. It's kind of like just another part of life. Like, like the MCU is here. Like, it's just part of the culture. Yeah. Like, effectively, I, that's what I would say. Yeah, like, manga and anime over there, especially, like, you think of, like, manga, like, people may read that on the train you know it's exactly. just a part of like their day-to-day it's like picking up like a, even though nobody picks up a newspaper anymore mm. here but like mm-hmm. once upon a time back in ancient history <laughs> when people pick up a newspaper that's oh, yeah. what it was or like you know? like just you know a magazine like pick up a magazine pick up a you know just pick up a you know the latest shonen jump exactly yeah. you know people mm-hmm. may read it a little bit you know throw mm-hmm. it out you know mm-hmm. they may not even be really like a big fan of it, it may just be something to do yeah you know? Like, you know just you know something to while away the time because i mean no let's be honest their public transit is way better than ours will ever it be is. although that is kind of interesting to think of it because you know think about what you were saying earlier Irvin, about how i mean Anime and manga are very formative for you. Like, you, you literally do Shining Spotlight, and you talk about how, you know, it's been a really big part of your life for a long time, mm. and how you glorified Japan because of it. Um, you know, but talking about the fact how, from your own experiences, that people who actually live in Japan, it just is kind of like MCU-esque. That's kind mm, of yeah. interesting to think about mm-hmm. what part of it what part of its explosion in the States mm. has to do with the fact that it's kind of novel and foreign. Mm. I mean, it's like you hear about people having, mm. what are they called? Like the America parties or whatever, <laughs> like across yep. seas where, uh, yep. you know, they, they dress up like Americans and do American things. And we're all sitting here like, <laughs> why are you doing that? That's literally like kind yeah. of a thing, but that's yeah. kind of weird that you're doing that. <laughs> and so mm. it's interesting to see, think that maybe something, analogous is happening mm-hmm. here right like we have this thing we have this sense of this culture that we think is so cool and you know mm-hmm. at times you elevate it and glorify mm-hmm. it and i do wonder how much of it has to do with the fact that it is this you know mm-hmm. exotic thing from the far east you know yeah. and honestly i think you hit the nail on the head it's because of how exotic it is like at the time when it, like i know when i first got exposed i was exposed to it before i realized what it was like, you know, Sailor Moon was not touted as anything that wasn't just another cartoon. You know, Dragon Ball, like, I actually was exposed to Dragon Ball before Dragon Ball Z, if you can believe mm. it. It was actually airing on some of the public access channels. You know, it's funny when you mention mm. that, like, you know, mm-hmm. I remember when I was, like, first or second grade. This is, like, when I first, like, actually mm. started looking at Dragon Ball, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, when it was on Toonami. Yeah. I remember there were some kids, like, in my class that, you know, like, it was, like, this dude and his brother, and they were like, oh, you know, like, we've seen, you know, all of Dragon Ball. We know what's going to happen with this. And they were, like, telling me all this stuff. Mm. And I'm like, you're lying. You know, it, it couldn't have happened because it hasn't happened on TV. You know, or, <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking to myself, like, you know, there's yep. no way that, you know, like, like Gohan's the one that beats Cell. What? Like, how do you know this? Super yeah. Saiyan 4? And then, you know, not knowing that, like, yeah. oh, all this has already happened in Japan. I'm yep. thinking, like, okay, they're, like, I'm literally in my mind, my mm-hmm. kid brain thinking they're making these every week. And they're yep. putting them out on Toonami. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the only place this is happening. Oh, my yeah. God. That's amazing. Uh-huh. Yep. Dragon Ball, by the time we got Dragon Ball, even in its earliest form, it had been, like... It was well into Z. And then the fact that, and then by the time we even got to Z, not, not talking about the ocean dub, I'm talking about the uh, Funimation dub, it had been off the air for like, I'm trying to remember. Oh, shit. I think it had actually been off the air for about seven, eight years by that point. 
Wow. Yeah, I think it finished. Didn't GT want... finish in 95 or 96? GT finished in 95. Uh, Z finished like uh, either the year or two before that. Mm-hmm. Uh, they tried to jump into the GT very quickly, but I, I still think they needed about a year of uh, development time for it. I think it. the most up-to-date I ever was on any anime or manga mm-hmm. as far as like trying to be on it as it was coming out was actually for the anime Ayashi no Seris. Mm. But the big problem is that because... <laughs> Because I was doing that, I was watching the episodes in Chinese, and I had no idea what they were saying. I was using my best context clues to try and figure (laughs) out what was going on, because I was so desperate to, like, see what was going on with the plot, because I loved that shit. But yeah, it got to a point where I'm like, I don't know what's happening, but I'm trying my best. (laughs) But I want to know. And so, yeah, it was... Surprised you didn't find a fan sub. I, I didn't I, I was a scrub man. I didn't I didn't know any better. I was like this was this was in the days of LimeWire and uh, shit. Like, you know, I was I was just yeah. like you know, I, I hadn't quite figured that out yet. I don't even know if they had if it was quite as easy to track that stuff down at that oh, point. Oh damn, no, it was scared to it was a crap shoot. LimeWire, lime like, you know, <laughs> viruses and everything. <laughs> yeah, no, that that was the that was the wild and sticky west. That's oh, what that the was. Wild and sticky west. Oh yeah. man. I want to warn you, there's some downright unusual activity going on here, Bouts. Don't let it throw you. Don't worry about it. We've got a lot of experience with unusual... I'm sorry, you were saying... Oh, fucking live one. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, no, and, and this, it's, it's just interesting to me, like, you know, reflecting on all this, like the old bastard I am... Um, Hey kids, do you know anything about AIM? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, guys, I for real completely oh side tangent, but I have to say it because we're talking about it now. Oh. I met a person in real life who still has an at AOL.com address. Recently. Oh, I've seen plenty. I've seen a few too. I'm just like... Oh. I mean, I know their age. I'm like, oh, okay, you know, you're clearly not, you know, you're much older. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. I just like I didn't even think AOL was still alive. I thought it, it is, died it, long it ago. Is for them. It is basically <laughs> a, if I remember correctly, I believe that AOL is basically just uh, an email hub at this point. I think it is just it's. It's basically send, just Yahoo now. Remember when AOL used to send CDs to your house and yeah, everything? Yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you couldn't be on there at the same time you were talking on the phone. Yep. God damn. That sound is still in my dreams. I do. I hear that. I hear it now, even as we're talking about it. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Uh, oh. Now, one thing I do want to just go ahead and just go on a bit of a tangent on, because it irks the shit out of me, and unfortunately, I still love the subgenre, harem shows. Mm. I love them. Honestly, harem I really show. love me some reverse harem shows. Oh, you know, got to switch it around every now and then. But, but, but to, to be fair, though. How many harem anime actually do evolve into poly, though, and aren't just the fantasy? They do in fan fiction. So really, Joe, what you need to understand (laughs) (laughs) is that harems are just recipes for fanfic writers to tweak as we go. (laughs) So really, it's just the base recipe. You're doing your shit too basic is the problem. (laughs) Well, to be fair, I've I've always my favorite was always you know Tenchi Muyo. Oh my God, Tenchi oh. Muyo! Yes, I remember I that Tenchi, one. Yeah, I always loved that I one because I always loved that one because it was literally just a dude trying to live his goddamn life. 
And like he wasn't even that into he loved all of them, but he wasn't trying to be with any of them. He was just a guy trying to live his life and everybody was up in his business. What about that girl from accounting? Laura Laura Lee? Lillian. Lip piercing, right? Yeah, she's cute. Yeah. I'm not ready for that. Yeah. That was kind of the thing I loved so much about it. I actually when it comes to harems, I either want there to kind of be an OT piece in there somewhere or the, for the main character to not be interested in any of them and for just the hilarity to ensue from there. I kind of prefer, personally, that's kind of my, that's my personal flavor. Honestly, I think the whole thing about both the harem and reverse harem mm-hmm. is like, those are solidly meant to be self-insert. Oh, oh like, no, that that, is that, that's all that they're meant, meant to, be. to be. Yes, yeah. exactly. And that's kind of one of the things that always irked me about it because I'm just like, I knew people with that, those kinds of unrealistic expectations. And I'm just like, y'all know this is bullshit, right? This is just this is not how this is not how people work. Okay, actually, that okay. So here's another interesting point. Uh, so as we're talking about mm-hmm. the influences oh, of yeah. cosplay and anime and manga and mm-hmm. on culture, um, so I am asking you. Mm. Uh, I'm I'm gonna make some assumptions here that you are both. <laughs> cis hetero males am i correct in this assumption please let me know if i'm okay Uh, you are correct okay okay have you ever had an anime or manga influence your belief of what you would want out of an ideal woman even if it's something that is completely unrealistic kind Mm. of like what joe was talking about like have you actually seen influences on your dating choices and dating lives like you're sitting there and you're like ah yes Got to make sure I get me a bay like Kamgome or something like that. Or you know what? I, I'm honestly gonna say no, but mm. it doesn't mean that they're you know like obviously when people talk about like oh a waifu or a fantasy. Right. Or yeah, 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 yeah. It's like well yeah, I mean I can try to make a fantasy pick, you know. Right. Like I always say oh Yoroichi, you know mm-hmm. from Bleach, you know that'd be mm-hmm. cool. But mm-hmm. but that's one thing I think I've I probably never did was probably it would probably be. Probably, there probably would have been actual people where I would have mm. probably been like, oh, you mm-hmm. know, like that celebrity right there. That's oh, usually, yeah. Mm. you know. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, y'all, Waifu Wars Part 2, that will happen later. Oh, man. Waifu <laughs> Wars. We'll have to get uh, Nico for that one, too. We can sit oh, here. Oh, oh, my gosh. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. But, it's um, definitely more up his alley. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So much Nico slander happening here. <laughs> Oh, honestly, he, honestly, of everybody, Nico's gotten off the easiest in the nickname game. Oh, we made him, yeah, we made him Nico Suave. So oh, he oh, like, yeah. yeah, he's okay. Yeah. Like he's doing good. It's <laughs> funny, like, because that actually was like his nickname in oh, college. Dear. No oh, way, dear. really? Yeah. Oh man, that's hilarious. Oh, man, Mark nailed that one. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. a lot of these, uh, just so everybody knows, most of your nicknames are uh, Mark Dudley creations. So <laughs> you can credit oh, him. Yeah, for... yeah. But you know what? That's why he's got the sensei. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I know, Absolutely. I know, he hates every moment of it too no oh, yeah <laughs> but that he's just stuck with it he's just stuck with it mm-hmm. um but i can honestly say no fictional woman outside of american comics has had any influence on what i would look for in terms of a partner interesting anime unfortunately like i've watched i've seen some the old slice of life series i've seen some more some dramas and things like that with slightly less exaggerated characterizations uh but honestly because of Japan as a culture in general, there's a lot of clashing. There's a lot of clashes in terms of just, you know, culture, and there's a little too much of a heavy emphasis on gender roles mm-hmm. in Japan, Japanese culture that just it 
just does never no I've never been able to say yep she's the, she's the one in in any anime honestly so you've never fallen prey to the manic pixie dream girl thank god no <laughs> because I'm not even sure what the manic pixie dream girl is okay but christy before you got to dive into that because you are absolutely going to have to you know me and you know how much a pet manic pixie dream girl would destroy me Oh, yeah, I know, but that's why I know you love them. Mm-hmm. You only know how to date people that are bad for you, Joe. I know. <laughs> I just wanted to get say that. Go ahead and go into the explanation. So, <laughs> let me grab my mic here. Look very serious. <laughs> the Manic Pixie Dream Girl is a uh, trope personality archetype. Mm-hmm. So, if you were to look at something that might be analogous in mm. American culture, uh, let's see, Ramona Flowers from Scott Pilgrim. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, thinking about the girl and, uh, or, you know, if anyone has ever, oh, what is it called? Shit. Mm-mm. I used to watch this. Tokyo Mew Mew. Mm. If anyone has ever watched that. <laughs> it is in the, uh, well, really, you know, okay, actually, that's a really great place. So think about the magical girl genre in general. Mm. And you know how you typically have at least one character who is very excitable, is very adorable, and is just, you know, up for oh, everything. Oh. Can you uh, pr- uh, provide the analogy in terms of the Sailor Scouts? You know, I honestly think I would I would legit call um Oh my god, I'm super Serena. I was oh, like, yeah. Jesus Christ, I can't remember okay. what her actual Sailor, name is. Sailor Moon slash Usagi. Like yep. actual mm-hmm. Usagi, I think would constitute a manic pixie gr- dream girl. Somebody who's very excitable, who mm-hmm. is almost like fae like in mm-hmm. their excitement and very wonder, whimsical. Very whimsical. Mm-hmm. And um yeah, a lot of people really see this kind of thing and I, I feel like I most commonly see it specifically mm. in the magical girl genre and a lot of people mm. I think whether consciously or subconsciously it bleeds into their brain that this is who they want mm. and so when you see like a similar archetype at say your punk rock shows where you've got like mm. the pixie cut literal pixie cut if you want to get into it yeah <laughs> um and it's something who somebody who's really bouncy or ready to do things all the time like there you know so it's this whole thing mm. is to uh want the manic pixie dream girl okay okay yeah. so kind of like what like orihime from bleach basically oh d- yeah i like, yeah. mean she's kind of had the fairy theme going on with the whole you know mm-hmm. um, fairies flying around her mm-hmm. and everything you yeah know yep, yep, <laughs> exactly yeah exactly see mm-hmm. and so uh you know that's a way that which is why i was kind of asking because mm-hmm. it's because right like there's this whole like let's let's talk about the dirty side (laughs) of anime manga all that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff is you know as i alluded to earlier like the body pillows Mm -hmm. and like i don't know if you guys have ever gotten like a special edition of like a jrpg video game (sighs) but legit there was i can't even remember it was like uh like records of an agarist war or something like that records of lotus war Agarist. Uh, oh, it's okay. in the same series, I oh, think. Oh, okay. But, okay. Uh, and literally, one of the promo items in the special edition version was a mouse pad with like the giant squishy tits, right? Oh, yeah. For you to yep, like rest booby, your the wrist. The booby pads. Yeah, like yep. the booby pads. Like mm-hmm. there's this whole like the the weird part yep. of anime and manga. You know, you're getting into um, mm-hmm. hentai and things oh, like that. You know, like you know, just to get weird for a minute here, <laughs> and like <laughs> yeah. you know, and that's why I was kind of curious because it's like I've encountered several good friends in my life mm. who it's like you go into their room and you got like wall to wall big tit like mm. yoko from gurren lagan or something like that plastered mm. everywhere <laughs> and uh you know and i was curious if that mm. was something you know 
granted that might play more into the fantasy kind of like what mm. you were talking about Irvin mm. you know and not you know like you have that separation of like oh here is here's the dream girl but then also here is real actual person mm. but you know you see that kind of thing because it's like everybody can see that room in their minds right oh, like we're, we've got mm-hmm. the big oh. breasted babes hanging up on the wall and stuff like yeah. that and you know if there is by idolizing that kind of figure so much, if it starts to become, mm. you know, challenging to go and date real people <laughs> because, you know, they don't make that a uh, standard that they, yeah. Assume they have, uh, yeah. not at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, honestly. Yeah. That is, that is partially kind of what I wanted to uh, bring up in this, in this episode, because quite frankly, I see that shit happen so often. And also the reason one the other reason I brought up the Sailor Scouts was because mine was always Jupiter. It's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Makes sense, doesn't it? It does. Yep. It does. Mm-hmm. But anyway. <laughs> um, yep, yep, yep. But but yeah, no, and that's one thing that always kind of throws me off a lot in terms of the uh in terms of, you know, especially the an- anime fan base is because there is a level of just okay with very weird creepy shit that kind of is really off-putting to me like there is a really weird level of incest and just common ass shit in oh my anime. god yes like fucking um or on host high school club like the whole <laughs> twin incest thing that is like a pivotal part of that show and yeah. actually that's a really good point that i wasn't thinking about mm-hmm. is you know talking back to when i was saying that you know we all kind of accept that when we go to cons that we're all a little weird mm. like you know it, it, it's kind of like when we talk about tentacles and everybody's like i've seen enough hentai to know where this is going <laughs> exactly. you literally don't see that shit in like uh-huh. west like in western porn or nope. even in western animated things like you don't like yep. it doesn't get nearly as weird as if it I'm, does if i'm not mistaken though and i, I could be wrong on uh, this uh. you know too bad Jeff's not here because he may even be able to verify this because this has to get into more historical stuff. Mm -hmm. But, like, um, I think that the tentacle porn predates, like, just, like, anime and manga. It does. Really? Actually, you are right. It does. Well, do you want me to explain it to you? Yes, please. All right, then. It was actually a – because the thing of it was, Japan used to be a lot kinkier with his art. But the you know like the western the western uh, you know traders and whatnot started bringing in stuff and bringing their values, so they actually started toning down a lot of their art and replacing, uh, basically replacing penises with tentacles. Fascinating. See, this yeah. is really what we should have done our episode on is the uh, <laughs> origins of various uh, hentai tropes. Oh but yeah. That's actually kind of that is fascinating to hear <laughs> though that it. If that is a thing, like Western influence actually toned that shit down, it you kind of want to be like, God damn, what was it to start <laughs> with? Like, well, I, one thing that definitely I have noticed over like the past decade, though, is that the line between hentai and etchy is getting real goddamn it blurry. Is. That's true. <laughs> because there is shit that is coming out that might as well be fucking porn. I mean, um, redo of Healer. You can't tell me that shit's not really a hentai. Oh my god, fucking um Dance the Vampire Bund. Oh my god, that shit. That gets real bad. <laughs> like I think they literally have a relationship between a grown ass woman and mm. a like elementary school child. Like that is like a like mm. actual canon relationship in that series. God damn it. Yeah, and uh and it just furthers the point of just like why 
there is just shit that is not okay. That should not be. And I don't think this is Western morality being worked in here. There is just some weird shit that happens. I know. There. Yeah. Like never in a million years <laughs> would you expect to see a Western cartoon that like like if that ever aired, like people would throw mm-hmm. the bitch fit beyond all bitch fits. But there oh, is yeah. kind of this weird thing where having it in anime, it you you almost give it a little bit of a pass. You're like, oh, yep. it's just anime. Like you know, that's fucking weird, but it's just anime. You but, know. But then it but then it starts to work its way in, and then it starts to affect how you interpret other things, which I have started to see at least in uh, in uh, other people, and it affected me a bit too. And they're like, wait a minute, hold on, this is not okay. Why does it seem like this is okay? Oh no. <laughs> So yes, there is just like, every now and again I've caught myself and was like, okay, nope, this is just this, this is too fucked up. Nope, can't do it. <laughs> yeah, and I'm I'm a firm believer that um, whatever you know, I guess you and you know engage mm. in or you mm. know look at a lot, you know, that oh, you're yeah. putting that into yourself. That's at least mm. me. You know, oh no, no, absolutely, absolutely, and that's the thing. Like you can casually absorb content, and it's affecting you whether you realize it or not. I mean, that's I mean, help. I'm a superhero head. I know for a fact most of my morality is literally based off Captain America. I will openly admit that. Have you ever started watching <laughs> gonna... an anime or reading a manga that you had to nope out of because it got too weird? Oh, I'm sure. I'm trying to think of one off the top of my head, but I'm sure see. I have plenty. Um... <laughs> Damn it. Uh, what's... I kind of feel the same way I'm, where I'm like, I know I've definitely reached that threshold, but clearly it was I, bad enough that I blacked it out of I'm my brain. Thinking, I'm thinking there are some that I've, I've tried that I'm just like, oh, nope, nope. You know what? If, this, this does not exist anymore. If there's story, <laughs> like there's actually a message that they're trying to say, mm. then, you know, I can push through, you know, mm. some, oh, yeah. Yeah. some messed up stuff if, you know, there's a purpose behind it yeah. taking place. You know, it could be something that's kind of disturbing if the writer put it in there to tell a certain narrative purpose. Yeah. You know, usually, you know, there's been some hard watches, but, hmm. um, you know, they've been, they varied or whatever, like something that now this wasn't, um, like something like, you know, hmm. um, how would I say, um, you know, kind of, you know, it wasn't in like the hentai, oh, the yeah. Echi realm or anything. Uh-huh. Like this is something that was more historical, but like, hmm. it's always very hard for me to watch. I only watched it one time, um. Uh, barefoot again. I don't know if you know. Mm, I haven't I'm, seen that. I'm that's, familiar that's with it. His, you know, that's um, you know, about like um, like a little boy basically, you know, mm. surviving, you know, the mm-hmm. Hiroshima bombing. Mm-hmm. And they made an anime about that. And Oof, I think the mangaka, geez, yeah. you know, that um, that made it because it was a manga too. Mm. You know, I think if I'm not mistaken, I might be be off. So whoever's mm. listening right now, you know, <laughs> like I might, you, if you're correcting me in the comments or whatever, like <laughs> again, I'm just just off the top of my head. But mm. I think that they. Um, they had survived like the Hiroshima mm-hmm. bombing. So a mm. lot of the, you know, obviously that story is, you know, inspired, you know, by what they had to live through. Oh and yeah. Yeah. When I like watch, actually watch that movie, it's, it's a hard watch, mm-hmm. you know, like it's really hard to get through, but I mean, it's historical. I mean, they're mm-hmm. showing dead babies and everything and, you know, and everything mm-hmm. in there. So I've heard it's as hard to watch as grave of the fireflies. That I haven't seen, but I, I'm like, that's something that's on my list. I know I'm probably, <laughs> First off, I will warn that Grave of the Fireflies is a bit of a slow burn, but I Mm. had uh, Jay watch it, Mm. and they said they didn't understand what the big effing deal was. I know. I felt the same way. I'm like, you're dead inside. (laughs) There's something off. Grave of the Fireflies is a... Basically, it's it's taking a lot of tones from Barefoot Gin, except it's a 
a young boy and his little sister post Hiroshima bombing. And um yeah, it doesn't have a happy ending. Yeah. I'm yeah. I'm I don't not. think I finished Barefoot again, but um yeah, no, Grave of Fireflies does not have a happy ending and you will That's a one time something... watch. Yeah, yep, that's a that yep, yep. yep. That yep, is yep. the best way to describe it. It's worth watching once because the scars will last forever. That's true, that's yep. true. That's right. Okay, guys, I'm here to bring us out of this uh, <laughs> dismal topic though. Oh okay. so I have our Science Minute. Science Minute. So, Irvin, I can't remember if I've told if you, I think you've been here at least for one podcast. So, oh, like, you know, this is this is my thing that I do. Oh, yeah. Because I'm a nerd <laughs> and I like to uh, inject some educational moments into that's our cosplayer. Po- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'm a, I uh, play a doctor. I play a scientist during the day. <laughs> um, top cosplayer. They I even have like the fake degrees and everything. <laughs> che, I just want you to know, Che. That if you listen to this, that you will never hear the end of that. <laughs> Literally ever again. So please prepare yourself for that. But, so I have, uh, as I was sort of mentioning before we uh, started recording, I generally try to get something that's a little bit on theme, but did not have time to do a lot of research before I showed up today. So uh, we're doing some uh, random fun facts. <clears throat> okay. So, Comies, did you know? That if you took all of the empty space in our atoms, the human race could fit in the volume of a sugar cube. The atoms that make up the world around us seem solid, but are in fact over 99.99999% empty space. Mm. So if you took all of that out, because yes, actually, if you really want to get weird, (laughs) because I think about this sometimes, (laughs) because this is what science does to me. Is uh, if you think about it, you're kind of like a giant fishnet. It's <laughs> kind of what you are. Wow. Like uh, you're 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 just this weird fishnet of mm. charges and atoms and empty space. Mm. And uh, basically, they're saying if you took out all of that and squished yourselves up, mm. that all of us, every mm. what is it? What are we like? Like at like seven point eight billion or tri- like we're, however we're, many? We're, I'm pretty sure we're. I I want to say we're in the billions, but we could be in the trillions. There you go. So much empty space that if we all squish together, mm. size of a sugar cube. Man. So take that into your dreams tonight. Oh, man, <laughs> a bunch of my <laughs> man, if we're if we're gonna unite as a people, a lot of people gotta get oh, uh, very okay with a lot of things real quick. Yo, that sounds like some Doctor Manhattan <laughs> shit. That's what he would do. Like this is how we will unite. <laughs> <laughs> God damn! You're definitely doing something wrong in your life. All right. Depends on what your kinks are. But yes. Now, uh, spe- well, actually, you know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, the um, I was speaking on earlier, the fact that the line between etchy and hentai is blurring. Have y'all ever heard of a show called Interspecies Reviewers? No. I have not. It is literally an anime about people and about guys in a fantasy um, you know, setting that literally review brothels of different species okay see that's not so weird though because like beast stars is a thing <laughs> well beast stars like, is definitely you know, thing, but, it's... This, but this is the, the whole point of it like they literally they go to brothels they have sex with the women there and they they basically they post reviews they do like that so they yelp the brothel they yelp like. the brothels yes interesting okay. yes and um i you know i didn't get to watch a ton of it but i think they're they do actually it's it's they keep the sex to a certain minimum, 
So it's not like it's not hentai level, but it is like encroaching. That's kind of impressive for a show that the whole basis is going to brothels. That it yeah. is not just straight up hentai. Yeah. Like, but the funny thing is, <laughs> Funimation actually, um, yep yeah, they 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 signed on. They got they bought the license for it and were starting to dub it. They dubbed three episodes, and then had to stop. Because apparently it starts getting real raunchy around episode four. <laughs> like they stopped, they straight up said, yeah, no, we cannot carry this series anymore. <laughs> wow. So yeah. like. Mm-hmm. So they didn't, they didn't check it before. I don't think they did. Wow. <laughs> which, which honestly, now I just want to buy a box set of it and just watch it to see what, see how bad the show gets. <laughs> because the thing is, I saw like one or two, I saw like two episodes. And it's, I mean, it was a funny show. Oh, also there's an, there's an intersex angel that is trapped on earth. And, um, yeah, there's a lot of comedy there because the intersex angel is the most popular, but presents as male Again, because as a person who's seen Bible black, like <laughs> you're not, you're not like stunning me yet. Like here, this kind of yeah. comes back to this whole thing where anime gets weird. And, uh, my threshold for weirdness from anime is very high. So it's like, yeah. you're saying these things. And I'm like, okay. So yeah, it, it sounds like emailing. So, like- so effectively, at some movie night, once I've got this box set, we're going to have to watch it. Gonna make it one of them weird movie nights, huh? Hey, I'll bring the booze. I'm gonna have waffles there anyway. Okay, as long as you bring the fried okra. That's oh. my only requirement. It'll be there. <laughs> we can watch weird fucking animals <laughs> together. The yes. most, the best bonding activity. Right. <laughs> okay, you know, and you know, tossing it out there. What would you say is probably the weirdest anime, not hentai, that you, that you all have partaken in? You know, we're starting to you know, wrap things up and all that, but I'd want, I want to end on a slightly fun, less... Actually, no, this, is still, this could still be disturbing, but you know, we'll, uh, go, with, we'll I mean, go on a positive note. This was, I mean, a light show. It was funny enough a shonen, and you know, mm. a lot of people know, know it. Mm. Um, but what was it? Bobo Bobo? <laughs> Oh my god, fucking I forgot I forgot about that show. That fucking show. Lighthearted show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh that show. Yeah, yeah, that it's I mean that's that's a way to describe it. Yeah. Oh never knew what was happening. (laughs) Yeah. That that's yeah. Oh man. So it's not like disturbing, just out there. What was like the most like this I'm not sure if I I I think I'm enjoying this. But I'm also not quite sure what I'm watching. <laughs> okay, uh, so I have two. Um, of course, you have more than one. Fully Coley. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like it's I just need everybody to know that as soon as I said that around this room, that oh, everyone yeah. was like, "Oh yeah." Oh, yeah. Um, the other one is, and I always, oh, paranoia agent mm, is the okay. other one that got kind of weird, like mm. particularly towards the end, that got kind of weird. Mm. But uh, which is funny because. Both of them, I of course watched as like a very like impressionable teenager, and I was like, ah, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, okay, yeah, there you go, yeah. So uh, they're to blame for my threshold, my weirdness <laughs> threshold, where I'm like, you know, if you're, it really doesn't get any weirder than this in my books. So like, you know, I, uh, so yeah, yeah. I think those are the two for me that really made it kind of weird because it's like fully coolly in particular was just it was kind of like an out there, like, what the fuck is going on kind of show, mm. but you just kind of started to ride with it after a mm. while. But yeah, Paranoia Agent got 
real weird <laughs> towards the end like with the yeah. little for, for if either of you guys can't quite remember what it is it's that um it used to be on adult swim mm-hmm. and uh because that's where i was exposed to it but it was the one where they had the little pink mascot dog it was oh, yeah. kind of like you know this iconic um icon for it and uh you know it seems so cute on the surface but then it, this is also the episode that it ha- you know the series that has like the weird little slugger serial killer murder guy who like yeah. actually was a figment of somebody's imagination and like yeah, yeah things got that one was so fully coolly was fun and what the fuck mm-hmm. paranoia agent was very dark and what the fuck were kind of like mm. my two things these are these are the jedi and the sith of my what the fuck animes <laughs> like you know uh the one that uh that uh sticks out to me is probably also the one that also solidified for me that a uh, manic pixie dream girl will never be what i need <laughs> and that is uh mirai nikki also known uh... as future diary Yep, 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 yep. Oh, yeah, that's a really good one. That's a good example of that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. The manic pixie green dream girl you don't want obsessing over you. What was it Yuno or? Yuno, Yuno Gasai. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. And um, also a really interesting um, exercise on the pursuit of godhood and what, and just how you can utilize quote unquote future sight in very interesting ways. I mean, I, the, the concept of the show is like very you know, kind of basic death gamey, but how they utilized it and the levels of weird shit <laughs> that they introduced used for that show. God damn. There was a lot there. There was a lot there. So on that note, <laughs> I think that about wraps it up here for uh, – our episode. I don't think I actually we got to everything I wanted to cover, but goddamn, we got to a lot. Yeah, I think it's very hard when you have three people who uh, are passionate about this particular topic for us oh, yeah. not to go off on about forty million. T- this is basically like uh, we're all drunk in a par- you know in a party room at a con right now, <laughs> and uh, we chose to record it. So. And honestly, we need to do that for one con at least once. Yeah, we do. We really do. That that oh that'll be the. Oh, that'll be the next drunk tank. Boom. <laughs> yes. So yes. If y'all wanted if y'all want to be around for that one, make sure to well well then we're not on a platform that requires you to dis- subscribe, but you know, hang out. <laughs> make sure to be around for it. Stay tuned. So yes, of course we want to thank Irvin, our Maginos compatriot, and uh you know, the scion of Shining Otaku. That's right. Hey, hey, this is your chance, Irvin. Give your blurb. Talk about how awesome Shining Otaku is. Oh, well, you know, I think we just shine. You know, we're out there. You know <laughs> what I mean? You know, I don't have to say it. We just do. We no. just do. That's right. Yeah. Irvin. <laughs> okay, no, that was smooth. That was that very was smooth. smooth. <laughs> uh, but I'm here to add to that and to say, you know, <laughs> listeners, uh, we've talked about Shining Otaku before. Mm-hmm. Excellent show. You know, they do lots of really cool interviews with mm-hmm. lots of mangaka and oh, other... Okay. Mangaka. mangaka. I'm gonna le- I'm gonna learn the words. The mangaka. The mangaka. That's right. I'm gonna sit there. I'm just gonna whisper it to myself gently <laughs> at night until I get it right. But yes, lots of really great interviews. They have. Um, what are some of the people you've had on there? Uh, we've had the founder of Anime News Network, uh, mm. uh, Justin Savakis. We've had Queenie Chan. Uh, we've had uh, Steve Bennett on there. Uh, mm. uh, Nicholas Draper Ivy. Oh yeah. Static. Um, 
you know. And of course, we've even had people within our own group. We've had oh, Jeff yeah. Lilly on. You oh know? yeah. So you yeah. know, Mike, we're you know, I mean, to be honest <laughs> with you, um, you know, it's it's fun to do, but um, you know, I'm I appreciate coming on here today. Hey, um, no, we know. always like having you on. We just we like just like to make sure we can maximize your presence. That's right. We want people to know that you are doing lots of awesome things, you know, so go check mm-hmm. out their YouTube channel where they Shining Otaku. Shining Otaku. And mm-hmm. we got a showcase coming later on too. So we have oh, a lot yeah. of our manga coming out later on um either this year, probably toward the end of this year, you'll see that come out. So you want to make oh, sure yeah. you follow for Heck that yeah, that's very that's exciting. Right. That's right. They got manga coming y'all, so make sure to be around for it. So yeah, thanks for coming on Urban. Always a pleasure. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Yep. And that was my co-pilot, the Scientist Supreme, Christine Kitchens. I only capped us out like 10 times over the course of that viewing, I just want to say. So really, I did pretty good, all things considered, as far as shrieking into the mic goes. I'm going to let you continue to believe that. <laughs> and I was your Simp Master Thirst King, Joe Kane. Now get the fuck out. Surprise, motherfucker. Are you sure about that? Yeah. Ah! <laughs>